Welcome to Mindfully Integrative Podcast with your host, Dr. Damaris G. Mindfully Integrative is a podcast discussing ways toward mindfully incorporating integrative health into our lives. This podcast will have informative resources, fun topics, interviews, and discussions relatable for today with a true mindful perspective in a mind-body holistic life approach. Hello. This is Dr. Damaris Maria Grossman, and thank you again for joining in on the Mindfully Integrative podcast. And I just wanted to let you know of our upcoming events and things. So if you want to know and reach out, our resources and our membership is opening soon. So check out mindfullyintegrative.com for more fun and more info. Thanks so much and talk with you soon. Hi, how are you? This is Dr. Damaris Maria Grossman, and this is the Mindfully Integrative Show. And today we have a mindful chat with Sabrina Magna. She is a a holistic health coach. She helps those women with their weight and food and relationship with food. And she has a lot more to discuss with you in the integrative health space and how to kind of change your views in in that. So let's just discuss further and let's talk more about that. So thanks so much, Sabrina, for coming in on the show. Oh, it's my pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate your time. And, you know, as I kind of start out and ask people kind of what's a little fun fact that people don't know about you? Oh, good question. Um, a lot of people might not know that I used to be a synchronized swimmer. Um, That's for, so neat. Yeah. <laughs> like in like Olympics or like sport, like, or college or. Yeah. So I did it from the age of 18, uh, eight till 16. Um, and I did it on um, the provincial level, the national level. And I've also gone to Prague, um, in Czech Republic for the Quebec cause I'm Canadian. So the Quebec, uh, provincial team, but no, uh, I never really had the, I'd never had the aspiration of going to the Olympics. It takes a lot, a lot of oh, sacrifice. Um, and that was just not my, my goal. So yes, when I was 16, I, I retired, I coached for a couple of years and, uh, now it's not really, it's not really part of my life anymore. (laughs) No, but that's just so different. I mean, that must be so, I always like, uh, when we watch it, you know, in the summer Olympics and stuff like that, I'm like, how do they go? So like at the same time, you're lucky if I, I mean, I don't get me wrong. I love swimming, but I mean, to be able to dance and swim, I have like no coordination and then to do it in a swimming capacity. I can't. Yeah, it's imagine. a tough. It's a very tough. Sport. You have to be really strong, core wise, mm-hmm. and let. Oh my, I can imagine. Yeah. <laughs> well, that probably got you in a pretty good shape. What got you into that? Was like family? I mean, that's not something where someone's like, you know, someone's like a runner or a, like some other. Who was in that that got you? Yeah. Into that? So I, uh, where I grew up is a very like um, sport, aquatic, sports centered community. Cool. So. Nice. All of my friends are either swimmers, water polo players, divers, or synchronized swimmers. Um, And my sister was a synchronized swimmer. I had a lot of friends who were in it. So I, that was kind of my lead into the sport. Oh, that's really neat. Okay. Yeah. It's just so that's see, that's so different. Yeah. I I feel like I know now you're in integrative health, but I'm looking at that, like synchronized swimming, you had to have a lot of discipline, right? You had to have some, a lot of discipline, a lot of, you know, drive and a hundred percent. It definitely helped me. It helped me and harmed me in different ways, but it definitely helped me in terms of discipline and being organized because I was training 20, 25 hours a week plus going to school. So it was oh, that's making lot. those things work. It was a lot. Yeah, I can imagine. But mm-hmm. that's that's something like, you know, you have it on your check mark in your life. Yeah. <laughs> 
So let's, you know, obviously talk about where, you know, you are in this integrative health space so that I call it and we'll, it's out there. Um, what are you doing for yourself and kind of where did it start? So this your you help women, um, in the weight loss space, but let's just chat about that. What exactly was going on that kind of got you to this point? Yeah. So, um, to clarify, I don't actually specifically focus on weight loss with my clients. I focus more on the mindset and people's relationship with food. And the reason it's actually a funny kind of segue. The reason I got into it is because, um, I had my own unhealthy relationship with food, which stemmed from synchronized swimming. Um, because there was a good and bad to it. Exactly. Exactly. And I would, I always say like, I would never give it back um, because going through my own struggles has allowed me to be able to help my clients in such a different way, because I feel like I'm in their head. I know what they've gone through. I know what they're thinking. And so I'm kind of always a step ahead of them because I know what their next thought process is going to be because I've been there. Um, I 100% agree. That's how I am with my work. If I hadn't gone through my struggles, I wouldn't be able to help as many people. Exactly. So I would never give it back. Um, and it, it formed the person I am today for sure. But synchronized swimming is a very intense sport. It's a very um, body image focused sport. And so oh. if you look at the Olympics, you're not going to see people who have an inch of fat on their body. It's Oh, I you bet know, not. I bet not. Yeah. So I unfortunately like the way that that's probably part of the process, right? The part of that, that imaging of the, the that's hard. Yeah. So I, at a very young age, it caught, it got conditioned in, in my mindset that you had to get any kind of fat off of your body. You had to be thin. You had to look a certain way in order to be valuable. And when I didn't realize how much it affected my development and and the way that I viewed food and viewed body image until I got out of the sport. And my biggest fear wasn't staying healthy, staying active. My biggest fear was what if I gain weight? Gain weight. Um, That's so it's so hard. And then us women, it's where it's already we're already have issues and then mm -hmm. having to be pressed on that on a daily, that is an emotional stressor. Yeah. And, and I had, and I had people everywhere in my life who were saying, you know, when you stop training 20 hours a week, you're going to gain weight. And it really got pushed onto me that the, the worst thing in the world would be to gain weight. Right. Mm -hmm. And so Mm -hmm. I started because I was so afraid of it. I started doing what most people who I helped started doing, which was being terrified of carbs and, and counting my calories. I mean, I was eating 1200 calories a day, but I was working out seven days a week. I was, um, terrified to eat sweets. I was doing all of these intermittent fasting and vegan and paleo and all these different things, but I would do what everyone else would do. I would be able to stick to it for a couple of weeks And then I would fall off the wagon because it wasn't sustainable. It didn't make sense in the context of my life. Um, So I, over the years, your relationship with food, the more you become obsessed with your weight, it doesn't get better. It just gets worse and worse and worse. And I went through that for six to eight years of my life. Six to eight years is a long time, you know, to struggle with that. I mean, yeah. it's, it's amazing now though, kind of that you're in this trend that you've now been able to overcome and transition, or I say overcome, manage, whatever that is for you, mm-hmm. and then take it to another set for other, other women, mm-hmm. um, in the industry. And, 
And how, like for clients, have you, you know, do you have a story that you'd like to share in reference to that? Um, what do you mean by that? Like, um, do you have a, you know, an individual that came to you that was struggling with something, um, when people come to find you, mm-hmm. was there an individual like that you, you know, obviously no names, but you know, something that you'd like to share. Yeah. So I actually, when I decided I wanted to become a health coach, um, I had a business coach who had basically told me you won't be able to be successful if you don't sell weight loss. And Mm -hmm. so I was like, well, I want, I want to help people. So I guess that I'm going to go in the weight loss field. And I worked with clients for a couple of months and I was promoting, okay, I'm going to help you lose weight, but in a healthy, sustainable, manageable way. And within a couple of months, I realized that it didn't feel right for me because Mm -hmm. What I realized is when my clients would come to me and they would tell me about, okay, I lost two pounds this week. I didn't care because for me, it was more so, okay, but how do you feel? Mm -hmm. How is your relationship with food? Is this something, did you do it in a healthy way that you're going to be able to maintain this kind of lifestyle for the rest of your life? That's what I care about. And when you look at before and after pictures, that's not reflected, right? People look at before and after pictures and they see, oh my God, this person lost weight and they seem happy, but you have no idea how they got there. You have no idea if they're doing it in a healthy way, if they're happy, if their relationships are suffering from it, if their social life is suffering from it. And so I've, I never posted before and after pictures of my clients because it felt really icky because it didn't actually, um, picture what was going on on the inside and how they were transforming on the inside. Mm. And so within a couple of months, I, I really realized that my whole mission was to help women with what I was struggling with, which was the whole mindset part of it. How do you stop binging and emotional eating and caving into these cravings and having all of this guilt every time that you eat? How do you change your mindset around food? And so when people started coming to me, a lot of them were still looking for weight loss. And when I dive deeper and I dig and I dig, what I realize is that these people don't necessarily want to lose weight. These people want to be happy, healthy, and confident. And weight loss, external circumstances are not the way to do that. Because if you hate yourself every step of the way to that size six or to that target weight, at what point do you actually start loving yourself enough to be confident? If you're not doing any of that internal work and you're always hoping that a certain gene size or a certain number on the scale Mm. is going to just magically turn things around for you, then at what point does that switch come on? Right. When does that change? Exactly. It's so important because I feel that, um, you know, as I talk about being mindful and whatever way this is for you, like that being feeling beautiful, a lot of women, they just, we have those conversations on a daily, you know, and, Mm -hmm. and to really be okay with who you are takes a lot. It takes a lot. And the best way manageable, that I- but it just, it's a whole different, con- you're changing their thought process. And, and that, you know, it's that story that people sit with, right. And, and they don't always want to, they don't want an answer per se, they, but mm-hmm. they don't know, or they don't know the answer. They're like, what do I do? What do I do? And you're here kind of giving them that option. That's awesome. 
Yeah. And, and most of what I do is 90% mindset and working with your thoughts and your beliefs, because when I talk to women, there's the one thing that I hear from every single one of my clients. And it's, I look at pictures when I was 20 or 30 years old and I was 50 pounds lighter and I didn't even love myself back then. I still felt like I was too big and I needed to lose weight. And that right there is how you know that there's no external circumstance that could change enough for you to love yourself if you don't work on your mindset and on healing your body image and on healing and creating self-love from within. And that doesn't happen through dieting. That doesn't happen through someone telling you exercise this much or eat this and don't eat that. It comes from looking at your psychology and your mindset and the way that you think on a daily basis. It's, I mean, and it's one of those conversations where it's, it's a, like, I, I mean, I, as I say every day, it's a, their mindful way for them is going to be that conversation. And understanding it's okay, you know, when you have a bad day, right? Yeah, I always, I always I can tell. imagine, I can imagine what, you know, I mean, we've all, you know, we've all been there. I know every single woman that's listening and men, maybe men too have a, you know, complex too. You probably have men in your, in your roster, not just women, so right? mostly I, women, but probably mostly here. And yeah. There. I mostly work with women um, just because I don't personally feel like I would be able to really tap into the mindset of a man. Um, whereas I've been through the mindset of a woman and especially when it comes to body image, I mean, issues with food when it comes to women always stem from one thing, which is the desire to change our body. And when it comes to, yes. and, And when it comes to men, body image are, they're different. Um, and so it's, I personally feel like I would not be able to, provide them with the same perspective as I do as someone who's been through it from the female perspective. No, that that's a really good, that's a really good way of, you know, um, discussing it and saying, mm-hmm. that. um, throughout your, you know, this journey that you've had, what inspired you to, um, kind of go even more into, I know that obviously your history and your story, but, um, is there more that you'd like to share with us? Yeah. So for me, I, I kind of had a turning point, um, because I didn't just, it didn't just happen overnight. And I, as I mentioned before, I struggled with this for six to eight years. And the reason why I struggled for this long is because I never felt like I was sick enough or it was bad enough to get help. Um, and this is something that I hear from every single woman I work with. And I I think that it's really important to talk about is that these food issues, um, it's not something that solves itself on its own. And Mm. a lot of people think, well, it's just food, right? Other people are able to eat normally and other people are able to fix this. So I should be able to figure this out on my own. And Mm. honestly, I wish that I had had someone years ago who had told me that you are not alone, that what you're going through millions, I mean, millions of people can relate to this. And what's super, what I love about my group coaching program is that when one person shares their story, everyone else is like nodding along, feeling heard 
and understood for the first time in their life because so important because not everybody is, is heard in general. I don't know whatever is going on in their life. Right. Yeah. And, and because food is something that people think that they should have figured out, most of the women I work with don't talk about it with their husbands, with their friends, with anyone, because they're embarrassed. They're ashamed that they're not able to have this healthy relationship with food. They're not able to figure this out. There's so much shame and guilt associated with it that people never seek help. People never speak out. People never Mm. do something to get themselves out of this hole that consumes every area of their life. Because when 99% of your brain is consumed with negative thoughts about food and your body, you Mm. cannot possibly focus on higher goals, on higher achievements, on your family, on being a good mother, a good wife, a good sister, because your basic, you know, when you look at Maslow's hierarchy of needs, your basic needs for safe food and, and being fed and being safe around eating is not met. It, it's so hard because like, um, I, I definitely can understand where you're coming from. When I talk about a lot of health issues, it comes out a lot. There's a lot of psychology behind, you know, when I'm talking about women, just in the gut health, you know, and they're, and they're overall, it's like, it all comes back to like, what's going on, what mm-hmm. is going on. And they need to have that conversation and they need to be okay with who they are. Right. It's like, Oh, and they're not all of them are, you know, or, or any of us at any, some point, you know, we could all probably relate to that. Yeah. And, and I have friends who on the surface, they seem fine, right? They're in a thin body. And what I realized as I started doing this work and people around me, you know, heard the messaging that I was putting out. And what I was talking about, people are now constantly coming to me being like, I, I, I have this thing when it comes to food. And even the people who would on the surface have a good relationship with food, I would say that 90% of the population have some kind of weird relationship with food where guilt is involved and shame is involved. It's everywhere because diet culture is so loud and it is so prominent. It's huge. It's huge. Yeah, it's huge. It's And it's like, you know, it's a moneymaker for people in a way, in a negative way, not in a, um, I think it's, and then it's just understanding what people are eating. Like I just have to talk to people about, um, you know, types of foods they're eating and like diet, like not in the diet range in the, in just in the realm to just get them to, uh, change their mindset of it. You're changing their mindset. I'm trying to change the, what they're even putting in their body. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's a combination that you have to have that mindset. You have to have, cause it's a shift mm-hmm. if, if they don't, I mean, if I ate the way I did when I was a kid and then my body would not be loving me for that. <laughs> and it yeah. doesn't even be like a weight thing. It's just, it's other things, but yeah, well, I completely understand. And I love that you, you brought that up, that your body would not be loving you for that because the reason why, um, especially when it comes to people, women who, who diet, the reason why they have such a hard time with their weight and with food is because they don't know how to listen to their bodies anymore. Mm-hmm. I, mean, they, I, I totally agree with you. The awareness of what you're placing even in, and it's not even about you know, the amounts, but yes, what is going on? Like a fried food or something, right? You know, what it, do you feel bloated? Do you feel tired? What does it feel mm-hmm. like? I'm, it's okay to eat it, but what is going on? I'm just, you know, for example. 
Yeah. And I actually had a client in my group just yesterday was saying, it's amazing through the tools that she's been using and and becoming aware of the food she puts into her body and how it affects her. She was like, I, I always intellectually knew that I was incense. I was sensitive to gluten, but now what I've realized is that, yeah, when I eat a lot of bread by the end of the day, I don't feel good. And now she's able to make decisions. Okay. Maybe I'm going to limit you know, high gluten foods in my day, not because the keto diet told me to not because someone else, some nutritionist, someone else is making me feel bad about eating bread, but because it's coming from my own decision that I don't want to feel that way because my body doesn't feel good. And then you're making food choices from a place of self care instead of punishing yourself because someone else told you you're not allowed to eat bread. I know oh, it's a conversation I have quite often, so I can relate to you on that. And I know that's it's, I'm so glad that you, you put that out there because the conversation of it's okay, <laughs> let's talk about it. And that's great. I'm really glad that, you know, you brought that up. Um, mm-hmm. I would love for those to kind of be able to reach you and touch base with you. I'm going to have your information in the show notes, but mm-hmm. what would you like to leave a little message for those that are listening as I call it mindful way to Um, I think I would just say what I was saying before, which is if you are struggling with your relationship with food and it's starting to affect your well-being, your relationships, your social life, um, you don't have to go through this alone and don't wait for it to get better on its own because it, it doesn't. And, and there is no shame. There is no guilt in needing help with this because when you actually, I work with my clients for three months when you actually put in the work and do what's necessary to heal your relationship with food, your entire life opens up for you, your entire life changes. And so there is no shame and guilt about needing help, especially in a world where you are being told that you're not good enough. Your body is not good enough that you you need to eat or look a certain way. Um, so that is my biggest thing. Don't go through this alone because you are not alone. Millions of women, and I mean millions of women, are going through this on their own as well. I, I think almost all women in some manner. Yeah. You know, yeah. and I, I you say, yeah, it is millions. And, and it's, I don't know if it's the way that, you know, it's just a, a cultural change or just the way people are. I think it's so necessary. So I, yeah. I love that you're saying not to do it alone. I, I think that there's that awareness, but when, when you know, you're not alone, that, that helps too. And, and you're someone that they can reach and have like a group calls and be around other people mm-hmm. that you can relate to. Exactly. So thank you so much. What is your website? So I can uh, verbally hear it. And then we'll, we'll also have it on the show. Yeah. So my website is Sabrina Magna. So M A G N A N dot com. Okay. Perfect. All right. Yeah. Awesome. So, um, and I know that you'll have uh, upcoming things and, you know, you have your, your group coaching, so they'll mm-hmm. reach out to you at sometimes. Thank you yeah. so much for your time. I really appreciate it. Um, and here I'm really glad to have you on and maybe at another time we'll do some, uh, more education webinars. Yes. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. Well, thank you guys for joining in on this mindful chat and we hope you guys find a mindful way each and every day. Thanks for listening to Mindfully Integrative with Dr. Damaris G. Make sure you subscribe so you don't miss an episode. If you enjoyed our show, support us by leaving a mindful review on Apple Podcasts or your favorite streaming site. 
If you would like to be a guest of our show or interview, email us at info at damarismaria.com. If you want to learn more about the resources mentioned in the podcast, you can find those in the show notes. To connect mindfully with Dr. Damaris G., reach her at www.damarismaria.com or connect via social media links. We appreciate your time connecting here with us. May your strength and peace within bring you more balance every day. Namaste.